sorry. Good for you. Uh, I don't know what that was all about. What are you excited about? Hour number two. Oh, I thought you... I, I just looked up and I was like, it's the game's not on. What are you getting excited about? I just love hour two. I love hour two. I Is love hour four. Is it your favorite four? of all the hours? Do you, oh, so you like the even numbered hours? Yeah. Two and four. Yeah, four. Four hour three. I didn't realize you didn't like hour three so much. Oh, no, no, no. I'm trying to make a pitch, actually, for a okay. fifth hour. Okay, cool. You're doing that by yourself, then. I love every hour equally. How about like, you do two hours by yourself? Well, maybe I'll be doing one hour by myself. Spoiler alert. Shh, don't say it yet. You gotta wait. Yeah, I don't want to bury the lead. When does you gotta it get, wait. Uh, when does it get announced? That's a great question. It's <laughs> a great question. Mm. Soon. Yeah. Yeah. Soon. Have you already been signed Singular. off on? Things always take longer yeah. than you expect them to. Yeah, I signed I signed my contract in blood. <laughs> Did you Just really? Your th- your Was there a contract though, right? for real? No, no, no. Absolutely not. No. He said in blood. No. I hope he didn't sign it in blood, Trista. No. Davis Mills letting one rip. That's a drop. That's a drop. That's got to be a completion. It's got to be a completion if the Texans are going to go over their win total this year, Trista. We need no completions in this for the last 649. Let's keep it at 3 nothing, and we'll be very, very happy First here. half under looking really I'll good. Take that. Really take good. that. All right, we're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on the Odyssey app. Trista's out in Portland. Ryan, myself, we're over here. DC Studios got the 3 nothing Patriots lead. 634 to go in the first half. Good old preseason, true week one here. But we also have ourselves, of course, we're getting down to that stretch in baseball where the games are becoming much more meaningful and we're getting more angry at betting on baseball, which is why, thankfully, tonight a lot of us have abstained. Not Trista, though. She was still brave. We, You and I uh, abstained from uh, from baseball for the most part and went with preseason. But when you bring on Rob Brown, who's the co-host of uh, BetQL's Bet for the Cycle, you can get a little bit smarter when it comes to Major League Baseball. And, you know, we were talking last segment about the Rays. They lost a lot of pitchers. And this team has gone from a lot of fun to, uh-oh, things are a problem, back to the roller coaster going up to now, you're looking at a two-and-a-half game lead for the Orioles in the AL East, Rob. And I think all three of us did agree, this is the Orioles' division to win, and the Rays just feel like a team that's trending in the wrong direction. Do you see it the same way? Yeah, I mean, the loss of McClanahan is big. First off, a four-box? Guys, I feel like there's a lot of pressure right now with a four-box. That seems like a big deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, losing McClanahan's a big deal. They've had some injuries. That being said, last 10 games are 6-4. and four. They've been playing plus 500 ball, and for a while there, they were playing like 500 and just below. So the 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 panic, I think comes from the juxtaposition. There's your SAT word of the day. You're welcome. From the first 40 games well done, my where they were smoking everybody, and now that they're playing average baseball, when you put it up to what they did at the start of the season, I think that's kind of got everybody in a bit of, of a panic. Last week, you guys asked me a couple of teams that I was getting hot on. The Phillies were one, and the Jays were one, but the Jays and Rays are playing the same baseball right now. They're both 6-4 and four in the last 10. They're both like 14 of their last 17. It's not awful baseball, so I, I, I would caution you, don't fully push the abort button on the Rays just yet because they're playing pretty average baseball, and they built themselves into the spot. They're still a wild card team. They're still good enough to get hot at the right time. It's just they were so hot for so long earlier in the season that we set our expectations very, very high. I'm not panicking just yet unless the loss of a lot of pitchers start eating away, which is a strong possibility. I want to ask you a more broad strategy-based question. 
um, about steals. So steals are up this year, and that's really not a shocker at all. But steals of third base are way, way up. Steals of third have been really, really successful, 50% higher success rate when compared to steals of second base. Why do you think teams are sending more runners to third? I think that, first off, I, I think the primary factor is the pitch clock, right? Like, the pitch clock is still impacting guys. It's Now, we're, we're well below that one violation a game average, and that's kind of where I thought we were going to determine if it was success or failure, is if we had pitch clock violations going, you know, one and a half to two and a half per game, then I would say maybe we need to look at, at, kind, of rest- at kind of loosening the restrictions a little bit, but... I think pitchers really kind of being in the zone and having to pay attention to that clock and catchers working with them to make sure that they're paying, they're synced up as well. Watching guys on base kind of bumps down the priority list to giving away free balls, uh, to, to especially when you get in close one-run games. So I think that that probably has a lot to do with it. In fact, I think to me that's probably the number one factor is – Pitchers don't want to put themselves at a disadvantage. And and look, we saw this week how one swing of the bat or one violation, we saw a, a, a walk-off grand slam thrown because one pitch got, uh, got called a, a ball that should have been a strikeout. And one pitch making so much of a difference in the game means you've got to really be dialed in. You can't check and check and check and wait and play that mind game so I think runners are taking advantage of that, and that's why you're seeing guys like Acuna and Ruiz who are already base-stealing threats. They're able to get an extra jump, and then you add in, if you check on a guy twice, you can't do it a third time, or it's the free bag unless you get him. So you're seeing a lot of guys, if they get checked twice, now I can take an eight-step lead uh, because there's no danger of getting thrown out at first anymore. Haven't seen that a ton of times, but we have seen it a few times. Rob, a lot's changed since we uh, were doing some shows together just a few short weeks ago. Chicago's favorite son went back home, <laughs> brought some Irish-Croatian good luck with him, and just like that, baby, I'm back in on baseball, and the Cubs are back. Two brutal losses to a crappy Mets team, but still two and a half games back. Reds two and a half games back, but they're two and eight in their last ten. Then you have the Brewers, who, let's be honest, nobody outside of Milwaukee wants to see in the postseason, but they have a two and a half game lead in the Central. I'm going to ask you this again. Who wins the Central this season? First off, I would like to go back those two weeks, sir. And I would like to – I don't want to pull back the curtain to say any of the things you were saying off the air, but if I recall correctly, you weren't buying the Cubs, man. And I was like, why don't you calm down? We got a deadline to get to. There's some moves to be made. And you were jumping – like, I was metaphorically holding you off of the high roofs that you were standing next to for just a minute there, uh, Mr. Horvat. Look, I think the pickup of Candelario – was enormous, right? Cody Decker and I were talking about it on Bet for the Cycle, and I said that Candelario pickup is probably going to be the biggest biggest trade deadline acquisition that's not getting talked about, and it has been huge. Uh, You got two out of three against the Braves. I have to pay my young Padawan Mario $20 live on the air because the Cubs beat the Braves in a series. Blew my freaking mind, (laughs) but this team's good. This team is all of a sudden good. Uh, How many times did you and I, when we talked about the Cubs, talk about team chemistry within that division? The Brewers are an incredibly boring baseball team, but they were built together good enough 
to be there, but we talked about the deadline, right? And we talked about the biggest moves. And I, I, I don't remember if I said it on that show, but I think I said it on the last time I was on with you guys. Sometimes the biggest move at the deadline is the move you don't make, right? We thought the Cubs were going to be sellers. We thought guys like Bellinger were out. The Cubs decided to stay in, make that one big acquisition in Candelario. And now all of a sudden, not only are they good, but I would go ahead and tell you, put a flyer down on them to outright win the division at this point because I am leaning on that heavy. One quick comment on that. If the Cubs don't win that division... It's because of David Ross. Even if they win the World <laughs> Series, they should fire David Ross. I don't know if you watched the game last night, right? He sack buns to get runners on second and third, and he's not even hitting Cody Bellinger in the three hole. So he has a non-contact guy come up, and uh, they lose. Two on, no outs. Anyway, go on, Nick. But it just it drove me nuts, man. I'm not a big David Ross fan. That's why I was is so pissed. Is he the though. definition of overthinks the game? He yes. is, right? Like the definition of overthinks the game sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like what are we doing sacrifice bunting ever, let alone in the ninth You know who he is? He's the Brandon Staley of baseball. Like he just thinks that he's smarter like than that. everybody else in the room, and then he makes dumb decisions, and they never work out, and he keeps making those dumb decisions. Talking to Rob Brown, Bet MGM tonight. Uh, so Trista and I are sitting on 17-1 to tickets for the Reds uh, to win the NL Central. I'm not feeling good about it. They're 2-8 and eight in their last 10. They've lost a couple in a row. They're still three games over 500. Still two games, two and a half back in that division. But the Cubs are hot. You know, the Brewers are playing at least better baseball. Is is the magic now just worn off on the Reds at this point? Yeah, I think so. I think teams can ride highs in baseball. Like, it's not as, uh, it's not as obvious when teams ride highs in baseball as it is in football or basketball. But teams can ride high, and we point at the Rays for that, right? Like, the Tampa Bay Rays rode a real good high to maybe the best start to the season in MLB history, and now we're going, yeah, this looks more like what that roster should produce. And like you said, there's injuries and all these things play into it. But I think when De La Cruz really started hitting his stride and he started elevating some of the younger guys around him, they hit their emotional high, and I think they're just kind of back down to where they are now. So uh, I I don't love the play for you guys, not because I don't think the Reds can catch the Brewers, Maybe they can. I just think Chicago has really hit something, and we're at the point in the season where the teams that start trending up now are usually the teams that are going to be there late. As of this point, there's no division leader in the AL who has more than a three-and-a-half game lead. If, If you had to pick one team that's currently in first right now who is not going to win the division, who would it be? I think it's got to be the Rangers, right? I think you got to say the Astros have the best chance. Uh, I'm 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 interested in the AL East, but like I said, if McClanahan didn't get hurt, like this pick might be Tampa, but that's a handful of L's right there, or at least not W's like we thought they would be. Um, over in the Central, like I don't see Cleveland getting there. The, the 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 Tigers, White Sox, and Royals all suck. So I think the only answer is the Astros. They upgraded the pen at the deadline. We've talked about that. Uh, they 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 obviously went and found themselves to start. Now, so did Texas. So you kind of got that interesting duel of a couple of former Mets guys, now rivals. But the Astros are the Astros. And if there's a team who's been in this spot that is managed by a guy who's been in this spot in Dusty Baker that you got to bet on, I feel more comfortable that the Astros can come back from two and a half than I do that Tampa can. 
Rob, I was going to ask you really quickly about college football, but I changed my mind because preseason <laughs> Saturday, 4 p.m. kickoff Eastern time. I bet the Panthers is two-and-a-half-point dogs against the Jets. Uh, now, as, as I look, they're three-and-a-half-point favorites. What do you hope to see from Carolina, from Bryce, in this fir- uh, first preseason game coming up Saturday? First off, I watched joint practice yesterday between the Jets and the Panthers, and the Panthers made the Jets' defense look silly. The first-teamers. That's a pretty good Jets defense. I'm actually a little uh, a little interested. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple of plays that I really like. The first one is if you can find it, because I know it's hard to find tight end prop bets, but Hayden Hurst over on his yardage. That guy is going to be an absolute weapon for Bryce Young, so keep an eye on Hayden Hurst on the over. And Jonathan Mingo, a guy that I very much liked out of Ole Miss, a guy I wanted to be picked up. Uh, in Carolina, and they got him in the second round. I honestly thought some teams might have taken a stab earlier. John Mingo bounced DJ Chark and LaVisca Chenault from the starting lineup to get that wide receiver core and has looked real, real good the last week or so. Like, he has been more of an escape valve for Bryce Young than Adam Thielen has, and Adam Thielen's looked pretty good, and that's kind of what he does, so... Uh, I really like Hayden Hurst and John Mingo. Those are two guys now concerned about the offensive line. If the Jets do end up winning this game, I mean, what kind of degenerate bets preseason football? I wouldn't know. But uh, if the Jets are going to win this game, (laughs) it's going to be blowing up the Carolina offensive line, waiting on Austin Corbett to come back. So Cade Mays is a little bit of a liability. But watch for Bryce Young to just dink and duck across the middle of the field between Mingo, Hurst, and Thielen. And if he does that, they're going to win that football game Saturday night. Yeah, well, you're not the only degenerate betting on preseason football because there's two people sitting in this room also doing the same thing. All right, got about a minute here, so I want to at least throw one college football thing at you. Look, everybody loves Clemson. They're the favorite to win the ACC plus 140 at BetMGM. Florida State's behind them at plus 170, though. They're starting to become that trendy pick. Do you think that Florida State has an opportunity to win the ACC over a team like Clemson? No, I absolutely do. I absolutely do. I think Jordan Travis is a wonderful pick as a dark horse for a Heisman bet. Yes. Uh, Benson out of the background. I think Benson and Travis might be the best running back quarterback combination in college football this year. I would keep a real big eye on them. Uh, obviously, anytime that you've got Johnny Wilson, a six-seven guy that runs a sub four seven forty, that's a big time weapon. And that Florida State defense is underappreciated. You're talking about Cade Klubnick's first year as a full time starter. They can harass that guy. And remember, that game's in like week four. So they could actually catch Clemson before they really build up any momentum if Florida State's offense clicks. But Florida State's bringing a lot of guys back who played together and played together well last year. I actually like and took Florida State to win the ACC over Clemson this year. I love it. There's a lot of hype around them. And listen, college football is better when Florida State is good. I don't think there's any question about that. Rob Brown, always good to talk to you, my friend. Make sure you check out Bet for the Cycle, BetQL. Thanks, buddy. Show bet, though, Rob. My tiger is coming for that ass. (laughs) Looking forward to it, big fella. (laughs) Yeah, you're all in on Clemson, aren't you? I mean, I like them, yeah. Just, I, I like Florida State, well, too, if you say though. that, you better be like, all in on I like Florida State, too. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clemson's a sleeping giant this year. Nobody's well, talking about them. Everybody's well, talking be- about Florida State. Clemson used to be the giant, and then we forgot about I mean. them for a couple of years. Now they got a quarterback again. Yeah. Allegedly. That's what we think. Yeah. Uh, teams most likely to finish the NFL season with the best overall record. Next. Bears. Bet MGM tonight.